Hey friend, welcome back. You've been such faithful listeners over these past few days, weeks, months. I realize we are approaching, actually we just passed, if I recall, let me think about this for a moment, my two-year mark as the host of this radio broadcast. And for those of you that have stuck with me, and it's so amazing to hear the encouraging words and the kind words from so many of the listeners, I want to thank you for being a part of the broadcast today. If you've been tuned in at all this week, you know that we're talking to my brother-in-law and the operations manager of Bible Tracks Incorporated, Brother Austin Marriott. You're going to want to continue to hear. We'll give a very short recap of what was discussed yesterday. But if you did miss the broadcast yesterday, you're going to want to find the archived versions of this broadcast. You can find it in podcast form, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, you name it. If you listen to podcasts, you can probably find it. Bible Tracked Echoes is what you need to search. You can also find it on YouTube. You can find it on Facebook. Just find our Facebook page, Bible Tracks Inc. on YouTube. Bible Tracks Inc. as well. You'll find those things. It'll be a blessing to you. But we will give a uh, little update, a little bit of a recap of what was discussed yesterday. We were talking right before we went on air, Brother Austin and I, There's so many application points to make. And we're going to get to some of those things maybe a little later on. Right now, we're going through his story, the story that God has given him. And when you think about it that way, when we realize that God is, wants to be, he is, he is so much a part of everything we do, it'll really change your perspective. Instead of living for yourself, instead of living for your gain, It really changes how you approach life. And so I'm going to ask you to tune your ears today. Brother Austin is going to jump right in. Give us a little bit of a recap of what we discussed yesterday. Let's jump in. All right. Well, again, thank you so much for tuning in and coming back to hear more. I apologize for yesterday's broadcast of the abrupt ending. (laughs) Uh, I am a rookie in this recording and uh, timed stamped things. And so we'll try to do better today. Uh, But I appreciate you tuning in yet again. So yesterday, we're talking about a little bit of my history. Again, we're going to tackle this story from different perspectives. And so it'll be, we'll progress and then backtrack and then progress and then backtrack again. And uh, so we talked about my my upbringing, my adoption of uh, my parents picking me up from the hospital at 18 hours old in Arkansas, moving to Louisiana until I was about three. And then we moved up to Illinois. And uh, that's where the lion's share of my life has been lived. So we were coming into uh, the beginning of 2008. It was my senior year in college. My mom had been battling with cancer for many years before. And back in the summer of 07, things were looking good. The doctors had said cancer-free. Then in September, October of that year, uh, she began to have some just really horrible migraines and just dealing with things that she just did not understand. She's for being, becoming forgetful and just different things like that. So I went back to the doctor and uh, through some testing that they ran, they found that her brain was full of cancer. And so they began some very deliberate radiation trying to remedy that. But it just was a, it was a, a downhill very rapidly. Through that uh, November, December, uh, getting to where she uh, basically was on hospice in her bed, and then January of 08, uh, she, January 24th, she took her last breath and stepped into eternity. And for those of you listening, there's just, I, I'm listening, I'm I'm listening to this story, I've heard many parts of it before, but 
remind me, how, how old were you in that time frame? So I was a senior in college. Senior in so college. So I'd have been, I'd have been uh, 22. 22. And, and for those of you listening, I, I want to say this for those that have lost parents. We, we have, it's amazing. They, just the different avenues my mind's running down about the gospel tracks we have, comfort in time of loss. And thank you for your kindness that lost my loved one and all those things. But for those of you that have lost loved ones, but those of you maybe that haven't, I, w- I want you to be able to kind of immerse yourself in the story. Think about, and not to bring up, we're, there's much more to the story to get to, but think about your last Thanksgiving your last Christmas, yeah. when you know. You know it's coming, and then you get past the new year. And this is the mind frame of a 22-year-old young man looking down the gun barrel of marriage now. Right. And so kind of, if you would, I, I know it's somber. I, I know you say that's a little morbid. No, no, it, it all goes, it all ties so perfectly together. Now, you have to stick with us for the entirety of the story, but really give some thought to that. And Brother Austin, I'll throw it back to you. So I'll I'll back up a little bit then. Trying to figure out how much or little to tell is is difficult. One of the last times that my mom left our house, it was in October of 07. Like I'd mentioned before, during that time, I was dating my uh, now wife, Rachel. I I wanted to propose to Rachel. I wanted my mom to be involved in some way. And uh, her health had, was not good. She'd been dealing with radiation. And anyone that's done that or had family that's done that knows what, what kind of a, a toll that takes on your body. Um, but I talked to her, my mom, and asked her if, if, if she'd be up to doing this. And so we, uh, we planned a trip up to Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, uh, just a really a, a, a special place for our family. We vacationed there. We had friends that lived there. We just it just had a lot that we would do there. And so we did. That's a big, long story as well, the, the engagement. And I uh, surprised Rachel, and, and uh, she collected mint tins. When I saw her that day, uh, I gave her a mint tin. And uh, I said, "Hey, it was a it was an Illinois plate. It had her name Rachel on it. I gave that to her, and so we spent the day together. And then we went out for dinner. And my family met up with us, and my mom was there. And uh, at the time, just uh, very fragile. Again, this this was the last time that she left our house. So we had dinner, and then after dinner, I had a uh, a horse drawn carriage. The the city there does those tours and whatnot. And so I had it pull, pulled up and." I, I asked, as we walked out, I asked Rachel and my mom, I said, hey, do you guys want to do a horse-drawn carriage? And Rachel's like, no, no, no. She's trying to be conscious of my mom and her health <laughs> and her strength. And my mom's like, no, we are going to do this. And Rachel's just looking at her like, okay, y- yes, ma'am, if you say we're going to do it. And so we got it, just just my mom, Rachel, and I got into uh, the carriage and went for a ride. And uh, we sat and talked for a little bit. And uh, then we pulled up and stopped. When we stopped, uh, I had uh, from a shop there locally. This I had a this woodworker had made this little wooden box, and I got down on one knee in the carriage and uh, gave Rachel this box. I said, "You need to open it." And so she's you know assuming and crying, and you know she she opens the lid and inside was a Hershey's kiss, <laughs> and she's a little shocked because she kind of thought that it was going to be a ring. And my mom's sitting there watching and. And uh, she looks at it, and I said, "You need to read what's on the and on the little paper of the Hershey Kiss." I had pulled it out and changed it, and it said, "Will you marry me?" And still, she's like, "Okay, but where's my ring?" <laughs> you know, like that's her mindset. 
And so I looked at her and said, can I have a mint? And she said, what? And I said, can I have a mint? And so she pulls out the mint tin and unwraps it and opens it up. And inside the mint tin was her ring. And uh, so she had the ring on her for the entire day. That was a huge risk that I took, but uh, it, but it worked. But that was, and, and at the time, obviously, we thought it might be, but we didn't know for sure. But that was the last time uh, my mom left our house. And then we had Thanksgiving there and um, at home. Again, not kind of understanding that it probably was the last, but at the time, not really thinking that it was thinking that the radiation would work, thinking that, you know, it was just going to be a rough patch and then she would recover and things would be fine. Christmas came and uh, we spent it with just our family and, and uh, Rachel and my sister's husband, Israel. At the, Well, at the time they were engaged as well. Just again, some special moments. Uh, New Year's Eve uh, was actually, uh, the, uh, my mom's birthday was New Year's Eve. And uh, we we got her a special meal from her favorite restaurant, brought it to her in bed. I'll never forget uh, that, I believe it was that night, uh, we sat around singing hymns and uh, hearing my mom uh, sing. She had a beautiful voice and uh, just praising God together, uh, not knowing what the future held. And uh, then in January, uh, watching her take her last breath. Those were some difficult times, and uh, not really knowing what the next steps would be after that, our minds were reeling. During that time, I also, uh, just three days after my mom passed away, my pastor's wife passed away, who, if my mom wasn't going to be at the wedding to go down and light the candles, she was the next person I would have asked, Miss Carla Gomez. She passed away as well uh, to pancreatic cancer, and it was just a, t- a difficult time in life. Planning a wedding, which is supposed to be jovial and happy and great, and dealing with uh, death in your family is never an easy thing. And so as the time progressed and as we got closer to the wedding, I remember when people asked, would ask me, do you, do you want to find your mom? Do you ever want to reach out to your biological parents or know who they are or where they are? And, you know, I, it wasn't that I didn't want to, but I was so content with the family I had. My adopted parents were incredible. They were just such godly people, taught me so much, and gave me just an incredible Christian upbringing in life. I didn't have this, you know, I know that there's some young people, some some adopted children and, and adopted individuals who just have this innate burning desire, I need to know my, my family heritage, my my upbringing, and, and that wasn't really my innate desire. I, I did always tell people, though, that I said, it, if I had the opportunity, uh, I would love to tell my biological mother, thank you. Because at the time, she was just a teenager, obviously not married, uh, in a situation that for many young young girls is scary. And especially back then in those days, uh, birth, birth, giving birth was not as like it is today, but I wanted to say thank you for not aborting me. She could have, she could have said, I, I don't, I don't need this, but she didn't. And she made the most selfless act to give me up, putting her, putting my well being above her motherly desire. And maybe there's someone tuned in today 
maybe you're in a facing a situation that you know what things happened and there's a child on the way i beg you i implore you don't end that child's life that child has a future there's a family you may not and, and if if you may not know how to handle it and that's okay that's what adoptions for give it let that child have a chance and uh god can do some amazing things through that young individual i promise you and so you will have to tune in tomorrow to hear the next steps of when i reach out to my biological mother thank you for listening do not miss tomorrow Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him. <music>